Hello and welcome to Hyrulean Chronicles, a podcast from the Play to Repeat crew where we review and go in depth on the story of the entire Legend of Zelda timeline. I'm Oliver and I'm joined by Lewis and Alex. Hello. Hello. So this episode we're continuing to go down the Fallen Hero timeline with uh, Triforce Heroes. It was released in 2015 exclusively for the Nintendo 3DS. So it's a bit of a strange one this. Not only is there there's no story between A Link Between Worlds and this game but there's very little story at all it's almost like someone shoehorned it into any old place in the timeline for any old reason however we soldier on so just to clarify this is one of the few uh, multiplayer zeldas so we all played it together for better or worse uh, so this one's specifically meant to be a three-player game which, yeah. is, which is good for us and uh, so we all we all played it together so, since there's no story between the two games, it is opening statements time. Please, can you give me a brief summary of what you thought about the game, as well as your rating? Uh, Alex. Me first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought the game was okay. Uh, I'd probably just give it like an alright all right out of 10. An alright Which out is 10. probably like, yeah, probably like 5, maybe. Uh, there was so many like good ideas that was like... It started to like develop on, but it just felt like, all oh, right, all you have to do is just pick someone up and just like either shoot an arrow or um, like throw a bomb or something. There wasn't really anything apart from like I think was it the seventh level, the spooky one. Um, that was like the only time where it was. It felt like we were actually like cooperating, where we had to like throw someone over. I can't remember what it was. It was when we were. Um, we had to like pick everyone up, throw someone over, and then someone had to like lasso someone across or something. I yeah, there's like there's a bit where you had to level. you had to create a fireball and someone had to shoot an arrow through it and stuff like that. That was it. Maybe. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking of. Like that only happened like once in the entire game, which was really weird because you would expect it in a cooperative style game like this. Um, but yeah, probably yeah, five out of ten. Five out of ten, Lewis. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'll give it a very similar rating, uh, maybe a 6 out of 10. I think the game has good ideas. I just think it's very bland at its execution, and I don't think like a good 80% of the levels are particularly fun. They're just they're good enough to like count as a level in a video game, but they don't really do anything too exciting, and when they do do something that's exciting, it's for like 10 seconds in like, a really small part of the game. Um yeah. So, I don't know. I think the game just ended up being a lot more, a lot more forgettable than I was expecting it to be. Like I'm, I'm. There's nothing about this game really that I'm going to be thinking about two years down the line, three years down the line when I'm thinking about all these Zelda games. Um, it's very forgettable, especially since the story was pretty much just non-existent. Um, and I'm hoping, at least multiplayer-wise, that um, Four Swords is going to be a lot more fun. Um, because the thing is, I've heard like great things about Four Swords, and I'd actually heard pretty good things about this games beforehand. So I'm worried if it's one of those things that's just a lot funner than people remember, and then when you actually play it, it's just not very good. Or if this game is just infinitely worse than its predecessor with Four Swords. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it like a a five. No, I'll give it a six. Yeah, it, six. No, I'll give it a five. No, I'm a liar. I'll give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather play this or Link to the Past. I'd, I'd, I'd rather play Link to the Past, personally. 
Oh, I, I, I don't know. I linked stumped, to the past. I've stumped him now. I linked to the past. is cut pretty ass. Like the the thing that I'd say that the, the difference between this one and link to the past is this game actually had good bosses, and I linked to the past did yeah. not in the yeah, slightest. No, that's true. So I think I'd rather play this just for the fun bosses. Um, but yeah, it, it's five. It, a five out of ten. It's just very forgettable and very bland and very just mediocre, honestly, all around. Yeah, but so, it's all right. So for me, I think this when I'm looking back at the Zelda series, it, like would it as we do it, it's this is a low point for me. Um, I, I, I gave it a four out of ten. It's fine, and at times, dare I say, fun. But for the vast majority of the time, I felt very, very frustrated while playing it, and it turned each and every one of us three into absolute bastards, like myself included. <laughs> it turned us into bastards because, like the the cooperation and stuff, while. Like, there is cooperation, but the vast majority of it is just stuck on top of each other totem time. And it's not. Uh, and the, the fact that you can get knocked out of that totem so easily just makes it very, very, very frustrating. So, no, I didn't. I, four out of ten just for the fact that it's, it was something different. But not for me, I don't yeah. think. So, graphically, what do you think of the game? I, I don't know. It does, we've, we've seen a lot of. 3ds Zelda's at this point haven't really and just i, know it's not. I, I find it like i find it difficult to comment i find it difficult to comment on this because we played it on an emulator if we're talking about yeah. just like the art style and stuff yeah, it's I, right, mean, yeah. I, think, I think it holds up generally well i kind of like the whole like wind waker aesthetic i think i've always liked it since i know a lot of people had issues with it when it came out but i think they did a good job translating that over to ds it's very colorful and very nice to look at yeah um Compared to some of, like, again, A Link to the Past, I think a lot of the issues, like, it, that to me, that's a very bland-looking game. It's a very grey-looking game. And it's, it, I feel like it's very saturated and not... It's just not particularly nice to look at. But I did I did enjoy this. It's very colourful, and I think it fits with the whole theme um, of the game, of, like, being, like, fashionable and very, like, just, like, over-the-top. I think it works very, very well. Um, on Citra, just in general, I think it looked great. If you, ha if you have the opportunity to play it in, like, 1080p, I mean, it's really good. I don't know how, like pixelated and like horrible it is on a ds and um, have any of you played on a ds um, i don't know no. I, I, I do i do own it but i've never played on a ds no right okay well yeah i don't know i, I think like art style yeah it looks it looks very very nice um i think it works well for a, a handheld model type of game yeah like, like i said i think it matches the the overall like theme of the game that they were going for kind of thing it's yeah. just like the, the closest thing we could compare it to really is a link between worlds and i think a link between worlds does like go above and beyond it kind of thing like graphically just in terms of the style and how it looks and all that kind of thing but there isn't anything particularly dark in this game is the like no. and that's that's a, that's a trend no. in like a lot of zelda games well, they can get quite dark, dark quite, they yeah. can get quite dark and quite like spooky this game i don't think really offers that at any point no. um and i think no. it wouldn't yeah i think the art style like matches that perfectly i think it would have been weird um, if there was like dark tones and stuff in this game, because I think the art style would have just clashed with it like tremendously, and the color palette just wouldn't have worked. Um, but I haven't played, uh, what is it, A Link Between Worlds, so I don't really know how it compares in okay. relation to the art style. Just to let everyone know, we are releasing these episodes out of order, so just so Lewis has so this. But as as you are listening to this, Lewis has played A Link Between Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, okay, yeah. I, have, I will have played it by you the will. time, yeah. Just... By the time this comes out, Lewis will have played it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> People aren't worried about that. People aren't worried about that. Um, so, what was your biggest issue with the game, Alex? Um, totem time. 
totem time. You just don't like totem time. Uh, mm. No, it's just the fact how like it, there was points where we needed all three of us to get stats on one on top of each other, and then one one of us would get hit from it, which would cause all of us to get hit from it. So we'd yeah. lose three hearts immediately. So and we only had what nine hearts altogether. So if that happened, then we were pretty much lost a third of our health instantly, and then. Because of the, the frames in between it, someone else would probably get hit again in the meantime. So you'd just lose a lot of your hearts. I know we, we had that like right near the end of the game with them two dragons, um, where they literally just bullied us and we had like two hearts left and there was nothing we could have done about it. We all got stuck in the middle of it. Um, it's just stuff like that, just them little things where it's just like, why... Why, why, why not just make the little like frames, like invincibility frames, a bit longer? It would have been nice, nice, wouldn't it? It would have been. Would have been nice. Glorious, Lewis. Your biggest, yeah. your biggest glaring issue. Uh, for me, it was just the controls. Like considering it's an online orientated game, I feel, I feel like they made a very, very stupid decision designing a game where you can only walk in like eight di or nine different directions, um, and you don't have like full analog control of the character because the game requires in a lot of areas very very precise movements mo movements movements <laughs> whether that's turning around to hit a certain enemy or uh, like throw a bomb to a certain place or like uh, throw an item in a certain direction um, combined with the online aspect which a lot of the time can be very laggy and very just hit or miss. Uh, I think it was very stupid that they designed it the way they did. I feel like if they were going to focus on like an online orientated game, they should have designed the levels differently in a way where you didn't need such like precise uh, handling of like the movement. Um, I think that was just a very poor decision from then overall because there was many times where I felt cheated by the game just because I'd move in a direction or think that moving in this certain direction would achieve what I wanted it to do. But in reality, it would just do the exact opposite and I'd end up getting punished as a result of it, whether that's getting hit or falling off the edge. Um, maybe that's obviously fixed a little bit in the single player, but the game also, I imagine, is just not a good time in single player. I imagine no, it's very, very dull. Um, and at the end of the day, yeah, the game is the game was made to be played online. So yeah, I feel like they should have either changed up the way the controls work or just designed the levels in a different way. Um where it wasn't so reliant on such precise controls. Um, that's like my main issue with it. And also the whole um, way the game was laid out in terms of its levels. I don't like the way it was structured. I don't like how it was trying to be Mario and go to this world, do the, do your couple levels, then go to your next one. I don't think that was designed particularly well. Um, and I thought it sort of ruined the pace and sort of ruined what Zelda is in general. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of my main issues with it. Yeah, exactly. So my my biggest issue. So we they, we played on an emulator, so we don't know whether these issues are still present in the actual like working 3DS version of the game. But it's definitely worth mentioning if any of like our listeners are going to be well thinking of playing it. Um, I it, so the connection is is choppy at best. Like, I think we've all got relatively good internet, and like the, the connection is choppy. Like there is there's definitely like input delay. There's a, we've had a couple of disconnects, like particularly in the last uh, like the last level of the game, we were constantly getting disconnected and having to start over. Really not good at all. So if you are thinking of playing the game, that's something to consider, even if you've got good internet. So I don't know if it is the game, I don't know if it's Citra, but there is something there that is it makes it quite unpleasant to play. No, I've, I've looked mm. up other people talking about it. They said the online is, isn't good on the 3DS either. No, so it's, it's like, said, why? Actually, 
sorry, they said mm. actually playing online it it disconnects a lot of the time. Or the other issue is that unless you have three friends or two other friends who've got it, you're playing with complete random strangers and they yeah. can choose to leave whenever they want or just disconnect. Um, which is obviously a massive issue because then the entire uh the entire level is just ruined at that point. You have to start all the way from the beginning. Yeah. Um so I just don't think it's a good experience overall from what I've read on the DS either. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't. I don't I just don't think Zelda Six multiplayer. Like, I'm I'm quite happy for Four Stars eventually when we get when we get to that for, to prove me wrong. I'm quite happy for that to happen, but oh, like it's just it just it doesn't seem to suit it at all. Like Nintendo keep trying every now and again, but I don't know. It's not a nice little idea, but yeah. Other than that, it was just like the actual like. As we've already discussed, the cooperative elements, a lot of it is just totem time. It's just stacking on top of each other. Like, there's a little glints here and there, but then immediately you'll be asked to totem time again. And yeah. you quickly forget that any, any kind of genius occurred. It's, it's very unlike Zelda, kind of thing. So, yeah. I'm going to get. I've got another like, big it. issue um, the costumes. Um, a lot of the time, the costumes uh, that you get them for that world. Uh, so like the Goron suit, but you would not get the materials till after you've beaten the the lava level. Yes. So then you made the Goron suit, and it's just pointless after that because you're not going to go back to the lava level unless you go back and replay the other levels, like with fewer hearts and stuff. Yeah. So it feels like almost like the the costumes are designed for the um, like the challenge versions of levels. So you get your normal levels and then yeah. you get challenge versions. So it's, it seems like 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 you say you don't get the materials until afterwards. So it seems like the design for those challenge levels, which kind of sucks because the entire like I, we, I, we're not talked about it yet, but like the entire crux of the game is to like collect materials and develop these costumes that will yeah. then increase um, like. Like increase the effectiveness of, of an item, for example, so you can get a boomerang suit that makes that makes your boomerang bigger, or you can get a Kokiri um, forest suit that will allow you to shoot three arrows, arrows instead of one. But like like Alex says, the the best time to get them is before the level in which you actually get them. Yeah, yeah. But you don't. So I'm gonna get into the story of the game. There's not a mad amount, but um, I'll see what we got. So beware for anyone who's worried about spoilers for Triforce Heroes. <laughs> this is where they are. So. Uh, <clears throat> So Link leaves the land of Hyrule to explore the land of Hytopia, a very fashion-obsessed place that is currently under attack by an evil witch named Maud, who has forced the Princess Styler into wearing an irremovable brown jumpsuit. I personally think that the pe- people of Hytopia should just like dip a toe into Hyrule, you know, just for a second, just to see what actual <laughs> issues are, like actual <laughs> problems. But, uh, so, oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah, but I digress. Um, Link teams up with two lookalike heroes, collectively the Triforce heroes, to gather the pieces of the ladies' ensemble. They, together, travel through eight lands, eventually reaching Lady Maud and defeating her, in the process gathering the last piece of the ensemble. Madame Kucho, the witch's younger sister, assembles the outfit, which frees Princess Styler from her cursed one piece. And that is it. That's the entire story. There's not a lot to it. It's, it takes place outside of Hyrule, so it's not exactly impacting on anything at all. I think they've just created it. The, it was created. This game was created after the reveal of the timeline, weren't it? So I think yeah. I, I don't. I don't think Nintendo themselves have placed this. At oh no, all. We, 
Yeah, we could have played this at any point. Like, it no. really didn't matter. Nothing nothing changes playing this, right? We could have played this first. Like, legit, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. You gain nothing from this game on the future games or the games that came before it. Yeah, there's no like, history. It, like, there's no Master yeah. Sword. There's no anything like that. It's I'm just... pretty sure they just spun a wheel and were just like, right, there we go. Yeah. Well, that's where it goes with Slana. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is kind of an issue with these games in general is that the way Zelda works, they're so focused, obviously, on this like big story and big world that they have to put games like this in there somewhere. But it sort of ruins the timeline a little bit, at least for me, because like when it means nothing, then like what's the point? Like you're just sort of taking the piss, really. Yeah. With like what's canon and what isn't. It should just um, they should be considered non-canon in my yeah in my for sure opinion. yeah. But but Nintendo have spoken, or at least the people at Zelda Dungeon have spoken, <laughs> which is where we've got the current timeline from. <laughs> so, so what what do what do, you, what do we think of the story? What do we what do we think of it, Lewis? There's nothing to the. It's not a story. <laughs> like I feel like to be fair, right? The, the issue is, like I said, I think this comes down to like the whole trying to be Mario thing with the way its level system works. Is I don't think a story would have worked to begin with and i don't think they really had any idea for a story when they made it i feel like they designed the levels and then just put the story in after the fact because even the grand reveal of like when you beat the game it's barely anything like you just beat the boss the boss doesn't really react to being beaten and then you just give the princess a dress back instead of the brown like it has nothing to do with anything like i guess obviously throughout the game you're getting those costumes and like i said the whole game's themed around um like uh costumes and like getting new outfits and stuff but yeah the story really it, it was shoehorned in at the last second there's no way they designed the game with this story like in place originally it just didn't happen they made all these levels and then just put a story in and was like there we go um would the game have been better if they had a proper story probably not no <laughs> i don't i don't think it would have added anything to it if they put ganon in the game or something i don't or like zelda i don't think it would have changed anything. In fact, it's probably better they didn't put any of those characters in it because I think that would have really like rubbed people the wrong way, especially yeah. without with how lighthearted and how stupid it is. I feel like it, yeah, it probably would have just upset people or just annoyed people if they didn't include those major characters. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the story is pretty much non-existent. You can skip all of the dialogue. You won't. You won't yeah. gain anything from it. Like genuinely. Well, part of me thinks um, this was pitched as not as a Zelda game originally. You know what well, I mean? And then they just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Reskinned it because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a Zelda game. Like, they added all the items in afterwards and stuff like that. But I, I mean, it might, it might have been pitched as a Zelda game. You, know, you don't know what happens with Nintendo. They make the weirdest decisions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alex, any yeah. thoughts on the story? There's no thoughts at all because it's not <laughs> really a story. So, yeah. No, it's getting harder and harder to follow the usual template we do for these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah like, it is unique. Like, it's a unique story. It's all it's all fun and games, and it you know it just feels it feels a little bit daft. Like after we've we've played a lot of Zelda games now, and they're always like world ending events. It is nice yeah. to see Link, you know, just do dressing something, up. Yeah, dressing up, doing something a little less serious, but and it just doesn't make a bit of an impact. Impact like like we say, it shouldn't have been canon. It, it yeah, it shouldn't have it been. So we're not going to do favorite dungeons because we there wasn't really any dungeons. Yeah, there wasn't so any, so no. just to clarify, the way this level system works is you've got eight areas. Each area has four levels in it. None which of has the, four levels which, in it. Which has four levels in it. It goes down granularly <laughs> like that. So you uh, so there's no dungeons per se. You've just got you get a little area to complete one or two puzzles or defeat all the enemies and then you move on. And eventually at the there's usually like a boss at the end of each one. And then at the end of each area, there's a main boss. 
Yeah. So we're not going to do favorite dungeons. Uh, I will just say my least favorite was the Skyrealm, personally. Much it took so long because of the wind. Because of the wind, more than anything, I I can't. I couldn't handle. So there was strong winds in places that blew you off the bridges, and I couldn't handle it. I had to get Lewis or Alex to pick me up and carry me across them. <laughs> Don't know if it was the input delay, don't know what it was, but I could not get my head around it. The input delay definitely won't have held. No. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't. So, but we, no. can, we, we can do, do favourite item, unless anyone else has got anything to say on dungeons. Um, I'll just say that the the shadow one, the dark one, whatever yeah. it was, that was fucking it, bullshit. It, even the favourite items are going to be a bit dry, I can't well, I think, I think, I think favourite <laughs> items are going to be dry going forward, to be honest with you, because there's not many, until we get to like Twilight Princess, there's not many, yeah. there's not many new items. Um, yeah. But what we so but what, what we could do, we could like say, because we get you get outfits that enhance certain items, yeah, yeah. you could say, uh, what, what was your favourite item and your favourite outfit kind of thing. So for me, for example, I, I liked the bow and arrow in this game. I thought it was quite really effective and I, I really liked the Kokiri forest um, outfit that went with it because it made you, so you could have three arrows instead of one. There, there, it is pretty cool how you got that like tactical decision before you start each stage in which outfit you're going to pick depending on what um, yeah. items are going to be available. No, oh, yeah, I think I think the game offers up a lot. Yeah, it offers up a lot of good choices and a lot of cool ways to tackle the levels, which I think is an interesting mechanic. But again, none of these items, like all these items, work in like a single player experience, but they add nothing to the corp experience. None of these items really synergize together. If the items synergize, that would be cool. Like if using like two items at the same time actually like resulted in like a new effect, I think that would be quite interesting. But all the items just work as if it was a single-player game. Um, I think if they were given the opportunity to make it not single-player in the slightest, and it was only multiplayer, they could have done a lot more fun stuff with that. Yeah. I feel like that's probably why the game was held back in a lot of aspects in regards to like the puzzles and stuff, but like not feeling that co-op-y. Um, it's probably because they had to design the game that obviously people would be playing it by themselves as well. Uh, so, yeah actually synergizing and working together but i don't know i my favorite item was probably the boomerang with the boomerang or outfit or boomerang or whatever it is um it was just a giant boomerang basically and i felt like the boomerang was one of the easiest items to use and one that worked 90 percent of the time the way i wanted it to yeah uh, i feel like the other items again they all just required like such like fine input <laughs> Um, that a lot of the time trying to use them just resulted in me getting annoyed with it. Um, are we doing least favorite item as well, or just favorite? Yeah, you can do if you want to. I, I haven't really got a least favorite item. Yes, yeah, same. Mm. Um, I, I, if I had to pick one for my least favorite, probably the water rod. It was just a bit boring to use. Um, it just shot some water up from underneath you. At least that was great. unique, though. You know, what I mean, that it, was like yeah, relatively yeah, it was one. It was one of the yeah, it was one of the unique items. Mm. The the rest of them we yeah. see in every other game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the boomerang probably with the boomerang outfit. It just gave me a big boomerang, and it was sort of fun to do some people with it. Yeah, Alex. Um, probably the the grip shot. It's not the it's not the hook shot. It's the grip shot the grip in this shot. game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, taking off the big guy's shields whenever I could. That that would seem to be my that, job. That, that only works half the time. Yeah. Half the time. <laughs> Them. sometimes it would just clang off them sometimes it would actually take the shield it was so annoying um yeah that and then you could use it to get across gaps and like 
grapple yourself to people or get like to like a gate which you could flip over. Uh, least favorite, yeah, probably the water rod. It was just a bit dead, wasn't it? Mm. It wasn't used for anything apart from getting to like a higher platform or to like stun an enemy. That was pretty much it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nothing to it. Uh, so we can do favorite. So, like I said, at the end of each area, there was a big boss. So, favorite and least favorite boss. Have we, uh, got, have we got an opening in front of us, or do I need to go first? No, I, I know. Uh, I know. My favorite one was the fidget spinner, Prismantis. Um, I thought that was very fun, and I like the design, and I like the way you have to defeat it. It actually requires co-op efforts, and I yeah. actually did really enjoy that fight. Um, honestly, like I said, I think I mentioned it at the start, my favourite part of this game was the boss fights. I feel like they did one thing quite well. It was the boss fights. They were all relatively fun. Um, my least favourite boss fight was probably the skeleton. The ske- what is it? What's it called? The Stal Champion? Stal Champion. Um, I just thought he was a bit boring design-wise and just... Um, the way you actually defeated him it was very much just like knock him over and then you just hit his heart um, and all of his bones come back together and you just sort of rinse and repeat that a couple times. Blizzardia was another one but not because I hated it it's just we we as a group found that boss very difficult for some reason um, we, we struggled to take on the snake. I thought his design was really cool though and the way it moved um, was actually really really interesting uh, but yeah, as a group, I think we struggle with that boss probably the most out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I could probably say that was one of my least favorites. But even though I actually do enjoy it quite a bit, um, but yeah, Fidget Spinner was 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 my favorite. It was just a fun boss. Uh, I'll, just yeah, fun. I'll go next because Lewis stole mine, so I'll just yeah, <laughs> elaborate on what he said. Well, so yeah, Prismantis, like you say, it looks great. It was immediately obvious what you're supposed to do. Yep. It was just a matter of skill, skill of doing it. There was no like walking around and getting damaged while you try and figure it out. It was immediate what you had to do. It was color coded. It was great. It looked, it looked nice. I had the big classic Zelda eyeball. You can't be here. So my, <laughs> so my least favorite was Style Champion. It was. But since we've done the the last boss, I've got I've got to say, <laughs> so there is a there is a like so the second stage in the last boss, she shoots a like it's a classic Zelda thing where they shoot a fireball and you've got to hit it back. When when you are when you are like relying on an internet connection, <laughs> yeah. and there's a, there's an input delay that is almost impossible, and I did not like it at all. And for that reason, the last boss I can't remember I can't remember her name. She's odd. Lady, Ma, Ma, yeah, one of those. Um, <laughs> Lady, Ma. yeah, she she was my least favorite by a damn mile. Alex, yours any different? Um, Prismantis was probably my favorite. Um, I don't know if it was an actual boss or not, but which one was the one with the the thing where you had to like stand on either side and it was like a vulture swooping in, and we kept falling off because oh, you know, yeah. we kept on like making yeah, it unbalanced. That, that was like a mini boss. Yeah. That was like a mini boss. So I'm not. I'm gonna. That, that's like the shout out for like the <laughs> worst because I me and Oliver were getting angry. Oh, like yeah. there was a point where we had to stop for a second and just like, <laughs> right, let's calm down. Like we're not actually angry. We need to stop. Uh, yeah, probably that that Stalfos uh, was probably the worst yeah, one. Or, the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was just annoying. It was his little ball that was like rolling around. Oh, yeah, so much. It was, it was a pointless. It had, it, it had no pattern to it because mm. it would just randomly be chasing me, and then all of a sudden it would get like a tiny bit close to Oliver, and he's not expecting it. It would just whack into him, and then because of the frames as well, the mm. invincibility frames, it hit him three times, and then we'd lose, and then be like, "What the fuck is going on?" 
Yeah, I just, I just think it was designed very... Compared to the other ones, I think it was just designed very poorly, and the whole, just like the whole gimmick, I just think was just very, very boring. The whole knocking yeah. him down, and then someone has to try and run away with the ball, and you just smack his chest. That is why it was very simple and just a bit meh. Um, but I do like how everyone liked the fidget spinner. I wasn't, I honestly wasn't expecting everyone to set the fidget spinner. No, it was, just, it was nice. It was simple. You know, it just it reminded mm. me of Zelda's of they've got days gone by. You know, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, it was good. So, so that that's it. That's what we got for, for Triforce Heroes. Um, so we we rated what well, was an average five out of ten, a low five out of ten. Though, yeah, low we give a shout out to our favorite costumes. Uh, we, oh yeah, we think, well we we covered yeah, it. Yeah, like, mine's well. mine's Kokiri. I think Lewis said Boomerang. What was Boomer, yours? Boomerang. Did you not Lucky Loungewear, Lewis? That wasn't my favorite. I mean, I it, like I used it obviously when there was no Boomerang because it would be pointless to use that one because yeah, it would do nothing. Uh, but anytime I had an opportunity to use the Boomerang one, yeah, I would use it. it just I found it fun. Yeah, uh, I like the Tingle one because Lewis would like to throw me off all the time, so it yeah. gave us three extra <laughs> lives. I, I, I had to create some fun somewhere. <laughs> I, I had, I had to but if, if it wasn't that, it was probably the sword outfit because it was really overpowered. Yeah, no, I, I like I like the sword outfit. That was good. Yeah, it was really overpowered. Yeah. So for the next Hyrulean Chronicles game that will be released on YouTube, um, we're going back to the very beginning and playing the original The Legend of Zelda for the NES. <laughs> God fucking help us! Uh, so that should <laughs> yeah. be, that should if we have if we uh, go to following the schedule, it should be hitting our channel on on or around the twenty first of October. Yes, that so that sounds right, doesn't it? It does sound right. Yeah, I was looking at the schedule when I wrote hey. that. Uh, so for the rest of this month, we just have one more video. It'll be our video game book club review episode, and that'll be out on the thirtieth of September. But until next time, we shall see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.